Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Today's episode of Real Talk with Zuby is brought to you by our sponsors, OZ Lifestyle Brands. OZ Lifestyle Brands care a lot about the details. Their selection of men's accessories balance style with substance and quality and craftsmanship, showcasing both casual and classic designs. They also make shopping really easy for you. You can just go check out their website, ozlifestylebrands.com. They've got a fantastic selection of watches, wallets, t-shirts, and other accessories especially designed for men with ultra-discerning tastes. OZ is for men who have found their calling but don't feel the need to shout about it. So I recommend you go check out their full range of products over at OZLifestyleBrands.com. To let them know that I sent you and to get 20% off your entire first order, just use the code ZUBYMUSIC at checkout. That is ZUBYMUSIC, Z-U-B-Y MUSIC at checkout to get 20% off your entire order at OZLifestyleBrands.com. OZLifestyleBrands.com, go check them out. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world? I would like to welcome you back to the Real Talk with Zuby podcast. On today's episode, we have got on a YouTuber and comedian who goes by the name of Count Dankula. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, dude, man. It's good to be here. Awesome. So what do I call you? Do I call you Count? Do I call you Dankula? Do I call you Mark? How do we do this? I'm still, I'm still trying to decide that myself. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really sure. Like Some people just sort of choose whatever they prefer. Like Most people call me Marcus. Marcus, uh, okay. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll stick with Marcus. But to everyone else, you can call him Count Dankula. Show some respect. <laughs> awesome, man. So first of all, where, where did that name come from, actually? What's the, what's the source of that? I was, I was making, you know, a lot of people make sort of like a stupid meme YouTube accounts where they just upload random memes and stupid content. I was making something like that. And I actually turned around to my girlfriend and said, what is that? stupid sounding meme name for a youtube channel and she uh, she was the one that actually went count dankula and i went yeah that sounds stupid yeah I'll do, I'll do that. <laughs> it's that you know little little did i know it was going to become popular and i, I can assure you if i'd have known it was going to be popular i would have chosen a better name <laughs> that's funny so it was just totally random just a suggestion yeah completely random just okay. thought of in like 30 seconds yeah oh, fair enough man <laughs> and when was that when did you start your youtube channel it was in like 2015, I think it was like August 2015, and I, it was just random, random stupid things I uploaded on it. You know, me and my friends would make stupid videos, and we would just put them up on the channel. Yeah. And then, yeah, and that, that, that was what it was at first. I only had like eight subscribers back then, and it was my friends. <laughs> I knew, wow. and that I knew. And yeah, now, I and now you're on sense. well over half a million, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. some serious growth, man. So congratulations on that. What, what I wanted to do was actually um, go back a little bit and find out more about Marcus, the person, you know, find out more about yeah. your life growing up, all that. I find with a lot of interviews, they, they kind of jump straight to, I don't know, jump straight into 2017 and kind of carry on from there. But it's like, 
you know, I take it you grew up in Scotland. We're hearing that lovely accent coming through right now. Yeah, yeah. I grew up, I grew up in Coatbridge uh, in Lanarkshire. That's that's where I grew up. Um, I only moved out of there a few years ago, um, but that's where I spent. Yeah, moved there when I was a baby. So born and born and raised in Coatbridge, which was a hell hell of an upbringing. You know, I know how to yeah. fight. <laughs> oh, really? oh wow! So, yeah. So t- tell us a little bit about your childhood, man. Um, it was just sort of in Coatbridge. There was nothing to do. We've got there's like two things in Coatbridge. One of them is called the Time Capsule, which is sort of like a really bad version of a water park. And uh, I'm I'm pretty sure they discover a new strain of bacteria in there every week. You know, so it's uh, valuable to science, but not so much the community. And uh, we also have a uh, Scotland's noisiest museum because it's um all about trains and mine shafts and they've got all the machinery running and when you get in it's quite deafening you know i'm pretty sure all the staff there have tinnitus like it's that loud but about they somehow managed to turn it into a selling point and uh you go to both of those once and you've kind of absorbed the experience (laughs) so you're left to you're left you're left with you know nothing else to do for the other 363 days of the year so so, uh, it's pretty much a drink and smoke weed that, wow. that pretty much sums up the youth at Coatbridge. Okay, how many people live there? Um, used to be 80,000, and then uh, Margaret Thatcher shut everything down. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, now, now it's uh, 40 or 40 something thousand, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, so what were you like as a, as a child? A little bit of a rabble rouser. Yeah. You know, I, was, I was the class clown, you know, okay. I got. I got punishment exercises a lot, which is like, you know, fill out lines, you know, I will not do this, I will yeah. not do that. You know, the, the, Bart, the Bart Simpson yeah, yeah. <laughs> type thing. And uh, I just spent, I, was, I would either be on my computer playing video games and hanging around on the internet, or I would be out in the streets drinking. Okay, that from was, what age? Yeah. Not to incriminate yourself, but... Oh, no, it's fine. No. <laughs> um, since I was probably about 14. <laughs> since, yeah, that was probably since I was about 14. And that, that even continued into like my mid-20s, still drinking in the street, because I was, uh, yeah, was a little bit immature. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. Just, that's just what people do there. That, that is just what people do. Yeah, oh, that gosh. sums it up. That's fair enough, man. And have you, have you got siblings? or? Yeah, yeah, I've got a sister. Okay. okay. Yeah, cool, man. Let's see. So going on from there... What made you decide to start a YouTube channel? I mean, what sort of, so I've seen quite a lot of your videos. I've seen, you know, you do your, your Mad Lad series where you talk about sort of crazy men who have done crazy stuff throughout yeah. history. Um, you've got some, some sketches on there. You had some stuff. I know when you got involved with UKIP and we, we, can get into, we can get into all those things more, but I'm just curious about your journey from being a young man in Scotland to a YouTuber with, over half a million and uh, subscribers on YouTube and hundreds of thousands on other social media channels. I mean, how? What was the process for that, or how did that even happen? Completely by accident. <laughs> I, didn't, like, I didn't mean for things to go this far. It was just basically I hung around a lot on the internet, seen memes, seen people making you know stupid skits and funny videos, and I just thought, oh, that that would be that would be quite fun to do. That would that would be a cool thing. So well, I'm I'm going to do it too. So I made my channel with no intent whatsoever of taking it seriously. You know, it was made as a joke. The videos were a joke. It was like, I'm not going to dedicate time to this. I'm just going mm. to do this as a little side hobby. And uh, yeah, I just made some stupid videos and then obviously made that one video. <laughs> that, the, the, the infamous. Yeah, that yeah. sort of took off. And I legit didn't expect it to happen. You know, if, didn't expect to be sitting here with hundreds of thousands of subscribers and yeah. doing so, live events and stuff. So prior to that, did you, what was your audience like before that video? Before that video, it was, they were my friends. Like my eight subscribers, nobody was discovering my stuff. Nobody was subscribing. Yeah, I had like eight subscribers who were my friends that featured in the videos. (laughs) Like it was all them. Okay. So, so in a weird way, that video, that catalyst must be sort of bittersweet in a weird way. Cause in, in a way it's, it's very much sort of made you you know, sort of catalyze everything up until now. But I imagine that the whole ordeal, we'll, we can get into the details of it more, but the whole ordeal must have been yeah, one of those like bittersweet things. Like it's negative in a way, but yeah. it's the thing that put you on the radar of so many people who have then 
carried on watching your channel and have subscribed and realized that, okay, there's more to you than this one silly video. Yeah, it was life. Life gave me lemons, you know, yeah. I, made, I made lemonade. I couldn't get a job anywhere else. Cause even you're all over the newspapers getting called a Nazi and all that Jeez. type of stuff, you know, you know, even, even the local subway isn't going to want one of your CVs, you know, like they're, yeah. they're not going to want to talk to you. And I tried, like I used to work in security, but see, because I kept getting recognized, you know, I, okay. I then became the security risk. So I couldn't, I couldn't keep working at these places. And there was loads of places I tried to get a job and, uh, it's happened quite a few times actually where they either recognized me in the interview mm. and basically said no no oh, not wow. you. or i would get the job and then after a week someone at where i was working would recognize me yeah and then it would get back to the manager and then i was just shown the door and that had that happened quite a few times man so okay so obviously for anyone who's listening here who's not familiar with it we do have to talk about the video i know you've talked about it in a million and a half interviews so my understanding is you post, you know, I, I don't even, let me not tell the story. Let me, let me let you tell the story. <laughs> well, say, my girlfriend uh, absolutely loves our pet pug, Buddha, um, loves the dog more than me. She would always constantly, you know, you know, like when girls like baby talk animals <laughs> and all that type of, she would, she would do that like all the time and just constantly go on about how cute the dog was. And then I can remember one day I went to give him a cookie. And uh, he always used to give you a paw, you know, put a paw in your hand and everything. And when I went to give him the cookie, he'd like sort of lifted his paw beforehand. And I laughed and went, haha, that looks like a little salute. And then I kind of had a kind of had a light bulb moment. Oh, gosh. And, uh, and that's when I went, cool, I'm just to really annoy her. You know, I, I want to make her cute, adorable, little, you know, ray of sunshine, her little adorable baby. I'm going to turn it into the worst thing that I can think of like to, to really, really upset her. <laughs> and that's what I decided to do. And I filmed it and then I posted it on YouTube because I thought that would be a great idea so that me and my friends could watch the video and laugh. And I was also going to surprise Sue with the video. Yeah. I was going to just sort of sit one day and go, oh, I've got this really, really funny video <laughs> that we should watch. And then, then sort of dodge the punches after that. But, yeah. like, uh, but then it ended up uh, when I was, uh, I was actually going to a gaming convention in Iceland. Right, so I was on, I got on the plane and went over to Iceland. And it I was, was going to say the country, right? Yeah, yeah, the country, <laughs> not, not, the, not the supermarket. I'm, I'm much, much, much more of a farm foods man myself. But we uh, ended up, I'm on the plane, I'm traveling there. And it's while I was on the plane, apparently, that someone to this day, still don't know who, somehow discovered the video, discovered my channel and posted it on Reddit. Okay. And it made it to the front page of Reddit. Oh, and the newspapers were already catching wind of it. But I like was on the plane, so I had no signal on my phone. I arrived in a foreign country, so my phone still had no signal. Mm. And I'm just, I met up with my friends and went out and got drunk, not realizing that, you know, back home, my, my whole life's been ruined. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the next day, connected to the Wi-Fi, my phone exploded with notifications. And then I got a call from Sue saying, why are the press at the door? They found out where I live, and uh, yeah, and then everything and everything just snowballed from there. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't, I didn't even know you were out of the country and unaware while that was all, while that was all blowing up. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting, you know, drinking in bars in Reykjavik, having a great yeah. time, not, re not realizing that I've already been sent an email by my employer telling me I'm fired oh, wow. <laughs> and all that. Yeah, man, yeah, that, that's nuts. Do you think <laughs> if you'd known, do you think you would have? taken the video down or do you think you would have sort of let it run its course what do you think you would have done if you'd had a chance i know i know how the internet works the internet's yeah. forever yeah. like as soon as you post something on the internet that that's it it's out there someone will have downloaded it and then it will get shared around everywhere and i'm i'm very aware of the streisand effect you know in your yeah. attempts to censor something it instead diverts more attention towards it so yeah and the, yeah, the, the damage was done oh fair enough man and the original reddit post was it how did they interpret it? What did they think? Were they sharing it like, ha ha, this is funny? Or were they sharing it like, oh my gosh, this is, this is awful. Look at, what this, look at what this evil man has done. It was, it was probably about, I would say, you know, 90% people found it funny. Yeah. And then there was the 10% that were saying, you know, that's not funny, that's horrible, you know, all that type of stuff. So it was, uh, the, the vast majority though saw the video as a comical video, which yeah. is good because... That, that was the point. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's not that hard to understand the context. Even if someone doesn't have the full story of knowing you were doing it to annoy your girlfriend, yeah, it should be you'd. I guess you can't assume anything these days, but you'd yeah. sort of hope that even if someone finds it dis- distasteful, even if someone finds it offensive, you'd hope they'd at least get that it's a joke. I mean, it's a it's a pug. It's yeah, exactly. It, it, <laughs> exactly. It, you know what I mean? It's not even like it was a was it was a Doberman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some sort of dog that's even some sort of threat. It's like this is clearly the most ridiculous dog you could even do this with. Well, that, well that, that feeds into part of the joke because obviously, you know, uh, Nazis considered themselves to be the absolute master race, whereas a, a pug is a genetic <laughs> abomination that can't, can't even breathe properly. So, you know, that feeds into the joke too. <laughs> oh, man. So, so, talk us, so talk us through sort of what happened after this. What happens when you land back in the UK? Um, well, the entire time that I was in Iceland, my friends were all sort of, you know, messing with me and saying things like, oh, the, cop, the cops are going to be waiting for you at the airport. They're going to be waiting for you. And that, that made me a little bit nervous because I thought, oh, God, are they, are they really going to be? Yeah. But then I landed, everything was fine. And then I went home. And then I think it was about two days later, I got the, the knock at the door. Wow. And it was the two, two uh, plain, plain clothes police officers. And uh, they came in and they did the whole, you know, I, I'm sure you know why we're here. Why, why don't you explain to us what happened? So I said to them, you know, made a funny video to annoy my girlfriend, posted it on the internet, the media caught wind, blah, 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 here we are. And the, the male police officer just so matter-of-factly went, well, we're here to arrest you. And I just sort of laughed and went, okay, <laughs> all right then. And then I was like, can I, can I get changed? Because I was in my pajamas. Yeah. Uh, right, so then I went in to get changed, but the whole time I've got the male officer like watching me. Like obviously, it's to make sure I don't have a weapon hidden somewhere yeah. or something like that. So while I'm while I'm getting changed, the other officer is uh, going around my house taking pictures of everything, taking pictures of everything in my house, which was okay. strange. I'm not sure why. And then when I get led outside, and this is the thing that was really weird, is uh, my community is a very close knit community. Everyone knows everyone. If anyone's a stranger, you know people don't like them being there. And the press tried a few times in those two days to come to my house. But then what happened, they usually got chased away by the local youths. Right? <laughs> They're not, not very welcoming. You know, if you're not from here, you're not welcome. Right? But, uh, but then what happened was, even though there was no press the entire day before, um, the press were waiting outside, cameras ready for me and okay. we we later found out through certain channels that the police tipped off the press the okay. police tipped them off which is actually illegal really yeah I basically the, the police have to whenever the police interact with the press there has to be a written record a recording of it of what the police said and told to the press like an official press statement and there was none there was no no record was kept so either, you know, the police broke the rules or the press are psychic mm-hmm. and knew, knew the exact date and time of my arrest. So they got some nice pictures of me and then I got taken to a cell and I got kept in jail for a court the next day. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I got released on bail. Man, I, <laughs> I, 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 do, I, do remember, I do remember following this, following this at the time and just being very confused as to how on earth is this thing escalated to this level i mean this is the, that's the weirdest thing about the internet though is that you can do something that you i mean obviously by putting up a video on a youtube channel with eight subscribers that's it's not technically private but yeah. it, the, the intention is not necessarily like okay i'm gonna broadcast this to the entire world it's just strange how something that someone does uh sort of between a joke between their friends or whatever can draw outrage nationally internationally and it's very very strange you know someone will tweet some someone will do a bad take on twitter and then within the next 12 hours they're just being dogpiled on by people in all over the world it's like man this was just one person's bad (laughs) bad idea like this it wasn't meant to draw attention from all these you know millions and millions of people and you just get that viral effect and millions of people see i mean the video ended up getting how many do you know how many views the video ended up getting 
Um, at first, it was a uh, half a million. Okay. Like that was, I think it got to about three hundred thousand, and that's when it started, you know, kicking off with the press and the media and all that. But then, uh, I think it was at about half a million that it just gets shared even more, and that's when it properly really went viral. And then in the space of space of like a few days, it got like three million views. Yikes. And, yeah. So. <laughs> and what did the press say? I didn't because I I don't really buy or nor read newspapers or watch Good. TV. But what, <laughs> yeah, but what what did they? What was their sort of angle? Oh, they they were. This was my first ever dealing with the press. This oh, was before boy. I knew. I knew. Yeah, yeah. Lots of many many lessons because <laughs> they they came they came all smiles and all happy, going, "Yo, we we can see that you're a really nice guy. We just want to hear your side of the story and all that." And I'm like, "Oh yes, please, Mister Reporter, help me, help me." Like, the guy was like, oh, "I just want to help you," and I'm like, "Oh yes, please." And I, yeah. it was a total hatchet job. Like everything I said, they took it out of context. And oh they, were trying to, they were trying to make it look like I was the reincarnation of Super Ultra Mega Hitler oh, and all gosh. that. And that's when I was just like, many lessons were learned. I know it now. I don't. I don't talk to any press now like even when they reach out to me i'm i'm combative right away yeah. like i had someone reach out to me not long ago you know can you dm me because i would like to get a comment and the first thing i said to them was hi there how can i help you with your hit piece like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man because i don't you know I, I don't hold back i don't i don't yeah. trust any of them they're serpents <laughs> man uh, it's it's crazy dude uh, i yeah i don't know like to this to this day i just find it weird so i can only imagine how strange it must have been for you at the time. I mean, what were you, what was going on in your mind? I was just thinking, if everything's over, I'm not going to be able to get a job. Yeah. You know, I already get fired. I was already trying to look for jobs. You know, I was just sitting thinking, I'm I'm going to be on benefits for the rest of my life. No, nowhere's going to want to hire me. I've actually got a friend who uh, specialises in getting jobs for uh, ex-cons. You know, people that have just been released from prison, you know, it helps them get jobs. Mm. And I was actually using that friend, like, can you try and find me a job because oh. nowhere else wants to hire me? But then I, I was worried about that I was going to be working next to sex offenders or something like that. So that yeah. was, yeah, that, that didn't feel too great. But, you know, I end, ended up just because I didn't have a job and then I was trying to get jobs. I just had a lot of free time. So I just focused on the channel. Yeah. And then I just sort of built up from there and then the channel became my full-time job. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, good for you, man. I mean, you've got some quality content on there, which um, I want to I wanna talk Thanks, about man. a little bit more in a second. I mean, what was the, uh, and what was it like for everybody around you? What was it like for your girlfriend, your family? You know? Oh, uh, girlfriend and mother. My, my dad was furious. My, yeah. my dad still has this huge grudge against the police. Mm. And all that, like, my dad's like, I can't, I can't believe they did this to you. I'm not, I'm not going to say exactly what he said, but it was very yeah. powerful. Um, but uh, my mum and uh, Sue, um, it's my wife now, but um, she, whenever it got brought up, the thought of me going to prison, you know, they would always get dead teary, very upset and all that. They were, they were terrified because they were, because of the way the media went about it and the way that the courts and the cops were treating it, uh, they, they kind of went, they're, they're going to make an example of you, which basically meant, you know, I was going to prison. I was fully expecting to go to prison. So anytime it got brought up, they would get very, very, you know, Sue, yeah. Sue would cry a lot and everything. So yeah, that was, yeah, uh, that sucked. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm, that's kind of what I'm interested in. Cause it's like, you, you hear the story and you, you know, the wider thing, but I'm kind of like, man, how did that affect you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what was going on? in there it's easy as an outsider to watch it and you know some people will be like oh haha that's funny some people will be like oh that's messed up some people will be like some weirdos will be like oh he deserves it which you know I'm, i think they're crazy um <laughs> but yeah i just wonder how stuff like that directly affects the person and their family and everybody else just, you know especially people who people who know you right yeah. so you you'll have a newspaper or uh, something on tv or something online or whatever come out and just completely <laughs> completely mis mischaracterize someone and that's somebody yeah. you know and you're just like no like that's not that's not what they believe that's not who they are and yeah. it's the weirdest thing because that's the that's like your first introduction to the wider world so the first thing they're seeing is that and then you know you know how the media operates right they'll they'll try to take a they'll they'll take a picture of you where you're, you're where you're looking like <laughs> Yeah, the way you're looking a bit angry, and they'll try to link it to this and link it to that, just so your your brain sort of shortcuts and goes, oh, oh, well, maybe 
maybe he is a Nazi or maybe, you know, I, I mean? I, by the way, I actually did notice that. Like, see, whenever I was outside the courthouse, right, I would always try and stand with my back to the reporters yeah. so that they couldn't get a picture of me. And this is the thing is, there was total silence, right? And I'm sitting there with a cigarette in my hand, total silence. And then as soon as I do that, to take a draw of the cigarette. That's when you hear the cameras going off, and I'm like, are you? You're actively trying to get a bad picture of me yeah, yeah. to make me look like a bad guy. You know what I mean? Like, I was, and that's, that was another lesson learned yeah. and all that, which is why I tried to, whenever I was approaching the courthouse, I went, smile and don't change your face. Just smile, <laughs> so that's why in every picture I've got this big, cheesy grin, like, to try and look nice, you know what I mean? Because I was like, as soon as I scowl, or even if I'm about to sneeze, that's when they'll take the picture, and that's the picture that they'll use. Yeah, they they'll, they'll, they always want the one where, where you're looking mean. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. the people's brains just go, mm, well, he sort of looks like he could be, so. Oh, know, he, he looks evil. He just, yeah. he, just, he just looks mean. Yeah. And it's like, uh, that, I was sneezing. Okay. <laughs> and so where, where is it all now? Has stuff been resolved? Is there, are there still things that are open? Where is it now? I ended up, I went to court like nine times before we, it was nine days in court uh, before we got a resolution and lots of sketchy stuff like came for the prosecutors all the way through it. Um, eventually I got found guilty and uh, on the day that my, they were basically going to deliver my verdict, um, I said to my lawyer, um, there's a funny story about this, uh, I sort of had a plan which I didn't tell my wife about, I said to my lawyer, I want you to read a message because my lawyer gets a final statement. And I went, I want you to tell the judge, if he gives me a fine, I will not pay it. If he gives me community service, I will not do it. I'm going to refuse any punishment that he gives me. Mm -hmm. Can't exactly refuse jail. You know, you don't really get a choice. But uh, my lawyer turned around and went like that. Yeah, okay, okay then, you know, I'll, I'll do it. And my lawyer did read this out. And while I'm standing there in the dock, I can just feel my wife's gaze <laughs> on the back of my head. <laughs> And I'm just, I'm sitting there, I'm not, I'm not worried about the judge, I'm not worried about the sentence, I'm actually sitting there hoping to go to jail, <laughs> going, don't, 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 don't send me home with her because she's going to be mad. Oh, no. <laughs> but ended up, uh, the judge gave me an £800 fine anyway, like that, and then after... Was it gro being grossly offensive? What was the exact charge? Posting a grossly offensive, you know, message on media onto social media, it was a... Section 127 of the uh, Communications Act of 2003, yeah. um, which is basically, you know, posting something that someone finds offensive on the internet. And um, it's actually based on a really, really old law. I think it's the 1935 Royal Mail Act, which was basically there to stop people from sending rude telegrams. Okay. Yeah, which is a weird one. So, uh, you know, <laughs> dear kid, stop. <laughs> but like um, yeah that's what it was based on and that's what I get found uh, guilty of but even though the problem was that gross offence is something that is completely subjective you know it's it, was it just bad luck because you know what you might find grossly offensive I think is completely fine and yeah. vice versa so it's it is completely subjective so I'm, I'm the main thing that I'm annoyed and worried about is that there is a law that exists that people can be convicted on and have their lives ruined for and even go to prison for that is based on absolute subjectivity. You know, it's not like another crime is a case of, you know, you, you either did or you didn't do it. It's black and white. But with this one, it's a case of how the person feels about your act decides whether or not that a crime has been committed. And that's very, it's very Stalin. Yeah, that, isn't it? Yeah. And, and who is that person? I mean, Millions of people saw it. I don't know what percentage were genuinely deeply offended by it. I mean, if, if something is viewed by 10 million people, say, then, yeah. you know, there's someone's going to find it. According to the police, it's one. Really? All it, all it takes is one. One person to wow. make a complaint and the police get involved. So one person made a complaint to the police and that was... Oh, oh no. Funny thing is, uh, no one made a complaint. Really? No, no one made a complaint to the police. The police decided to act on their own. And what they did was they then went, obviously, we need to find, you know, a victim of the crime. So they actively went out and found a person who was offended. And it turns out that the person they found who appeared as a witness in my trial um, actively works with the police on these types of cases. So there was a little bit of a conflict of interest. Oh, right. Yeah. He's basically like, he's sort of like Captain Offended. Yeah, That's yeah. what he is. <laughs> 
he's just Captain Offended, and there's a, it's basically like he's you know shelling out his services, going like that. Do you need someone to be mad? I'm your guy. I'm always mad. I'm I'm annoyed by everything. <laughs> so that that's who they went out and got. And yeah. some of the stuff he was trying to say at my trial was ridiculous. He tried to say that uh, not only was the video offensive, but what I did uh, counts as animal abuse. What? And I was, uh, yeah, exactly. So if you teach your dog to, you know, sit, stay, roll over, you know, apparently that's animal abuse. I mean, it would have been animal abuse if I didn't give him his cookie. Yeah. If, I made him, <laughs> if I made him do the trick and didn't give him his treat, you know. But uh, if he 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 spit out some woke, really, really woke yeah. hot takes during yeah. the trial. Man, that that's so weird. I mean, I grew up in Saudi Arabia, right? So <laughs> I know I know I know that laws like that exist out there, but uh if I thank God you got over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> but in the in the UK, I, I was I was very because I've never seen I don't think I've ever seen somebody be prosecuted and found guilty of a joke before. I don't think um, I've ever I'm the first person in Scotland. I'm the really? first person in Scotland, yeah. Has it happened in the UK at all? Um, it's happened to people, not for uh, jokes. There's been a few other situations that happened after me. Well, in fact, no, there was one person. I don't know if you remember the Robin Hood airport tweet. Robin Hood um, airport, I don't know. There was a guy who, uh, he tweeted out, I think he tried to go to Robin Hood airport. It turned out the airport was closed. The guy tweeted out, like, you've got two days to get your act together or I'm going to blow the airport sky high. You know, ah, it was, yeah. And okay. he got arrested. Even, even that is different though. Yeah. But like he, it turned out, it's just an angry, it's just an English yeah, sure, thing. Sure, right? yeah. yeah. But uh, it's dumb, got, but I can, I, that one is more. Post nine eleven, it's pretty brave to post something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that, that can genuinely be, that is technically, even if it's a joke, that one is technically um, a threat or a, you know, could be considered a threat to violence. Yeah, but like he ended up getting a, uh, he get arrested, he get charged. But loads and loads of comedians, you know, all the big names, you know, Stephen Fry, Al Murray, um, and funnily, funnily enough, uh, Graham Linehan was one of the biggest pioneers in coming out and helping this guy. They set up a fundraiser, mm. you know, to fund his appeal, all this stuff, and then ended up the guy's charges get dropped and he wasn't charged, which okay. is good. That's fine. But then when I made my joke. Um, these same people, not all, not all, uh, Stephen Fry uh, spoke in support of me, but Al Murray and uh, most of all, Graham Linehan, one aid and were like, no, he deserves it, he deserves this, he deserves oh, really? that. And I'm, I'm sort of like, go, go, come on, guys, what, what changed with you in the last six years? Oh, wow. Like that, but, but it's surprised. a case Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was surprised too, but uh, it seems that they've, a lot of the mainstream comics have changed you know, it went for it's went from you know you should be able to joke about anything mm. to oh no 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 there's certain things that you shouldn't be able to joke about yeah and all that not all of them you know some of them are still very old school and go no everything's up for everything's up for being joked about but you know some of them have changed sadly yeah no, but it's just uh, like you said already I mean it doesn't set a good precedent because no, no I mean. I don't know. I, th I think there are certain things. We live in this weird time where it's like people go out of their way to remove the context and nuance from things and to misinterpret things purposely so that they can be offended. Yeah. They, you know they, what actively, I mean? they actively seek it out. Yeah. They want to be. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, it's, a, it's a really strange thing. It's like you can tell. I don't know. I just I can't imagine anybody in their right mind seeing that video and reading into it that you 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 are formulating some some plan <laughs> to, oh, to reenact that you, you know what i mean it's just like you can clearly you might not like the joke you might think it's going too far you might think it's crossing a line you may uh, be someone whose um grandfather or whatnot actually actually suffered in the thing so it hits us but still you can be like oh that's stupid you know leave a dislike on the video and move on with your life but for it to just get to go so far yeah it's it's strange it's strange through meaningful dialogue and guidance benign images help storytellers of all types tell the stories they have a need to tell whether it's through simple editor services consulting on story structure or helping creatives to set up an effective work habit benign images works with creators to help them become better storytellers you can go check them out and start your project with them today by visiting their website benignimages.com that is B-E-N-I-G-N images.com. 
go check them out. Become a better storyteller, whatever project you're working on. That's benignimages.com. It's, it's, um, I think it's rooted in narcissism. Mm. It's people, sounds kind of mean to say, but see how you get all these people that have got all the, the different genders and all this type of stuff and a little bit of a victim complex. They seem to... I'm one of them. I'm, gen- I'm gender fluid. Oh, nice. What are you right now? Currently, um, I'm non-binary right now. Non-binary? Yeah. Oh, good stuff, man. Let me know when you change. Yeah. You just said man, which was um, not quite PC, but I'll let you off this time. <laughs> <laughs> You've already got a record, so I don't want to... Uh... <laughs> Uh, they're, they're not going to, you know, bill me another eight hundred pounds. It's fine. <laughs> you know, I'm, I make money now. I'll be all right. But like, I've noticed that it's people that have, you know, the all that type of stuff that sort of seem to crave attention. They like to be at the center of attention, and I, I think they've been so used to getting their way that, like, for example, me personally, if I'm in a room and there's a hundred people, and the comedian on stage is telling jokes that I really, really don't like, and I don't like the jokes, and I'm offended or uncomfortable. I, I would just get up and leave yeah. and just go, it's not for me. And I would just leave. Yeah. But the, what these people would stand up and basically go, stop the show. Everyone get out, kick mm-hmm. him off the stage, ban him. And it's a case of, right, just because you don't like the content doesn't mean that you need to ruin the good time of all these other people, right? If you don't like it, you leave. Like These are the type of people that won't make changes so that they can you know, create the world in they, the, the way that they would like it. They want the world to change for them. And it's just- you, you must have seen that meeting of the Democratic Socialists of America that went I, I still can't believe that. <laughs> I can't, like, I, was, I, was, I was watching it. Like, I was talking about it last night when I was at the Fringe, there was a bunch of other comedy writers and all that that were there. And we were talking about it and going, this is like something we wrote. Like, this is like, did someone, has someone been peeking at our notepads? Oh <laughs> man, like, what? It, it, it was this. It was, it was the best. <laughs> it was incredible. Oh. I, I was, I, the whole day I was, I was sitting, I'd watched it in the morning. And then later on in the day, I just, I just randomly started cracking up. Cause I was just, <laughs> I was just replaying the video in my head. And I'd just be sitting there reading a book and I'd just start laughing. Cause I just started <laughs> in my voice. Please point of personal privilege yeah we've started doing that in discord location uh pronouns <laughs> and then the, the way one person will say something and then the next person immediately like picks out something that they said please do not use gendered language oh no very, oh my, it was and and these and are it, the people who plan to overthrow capitalism i'm just like oh yeah, de- we'll just start clapping and you're done this is, this is the thing is if these people do eventually start the revolution, you know, the police aren't going to need riot shields and water cannons and tasers and tear gas and all that. One of them just has to shout something rude and like, just see the entire crowd just fall into the ground, you know, clutch, clutching their deep wounds. <laughs> police brutality. Those, those fouls bruised me. Just clap and, mis- clap and misgender everybody. <laughs> Watch them melt down. <laughs> It was that one guy, you know, complaining is about about his anxiety, going, "I have really, really bad anxiety." Well, his anxiety didn't stop him from going up and chewing out a room of a hundred people. Like, do you know what I mean? Your anxiety can't be that bad. <laughs> uh, it was. It was just amazing. I, I, yeah, I, I still. There's a part of me that's still thinking, "Oh, that must be. It must be an elaborate prank." But I know it's not. <laughs> that's that's the thing is, it was so ridiculous that it's totally plausible that it could be a prank and yet totally plausible that it could be real. Yeah. No, man, see if I, see if I found out it was a prank, I would go, I'm not surprised. It was that ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But it, I, from what I'm seeing everywhere online, it was completely genuine. Yeah. It's the same with certain accounts on Twitter. Some of them I'm, I'm thinking this must be, this must be a parody account. And then yeah. I look at it and I'm like, Oh gosh, it's not. This is like a verified account. That's, you know, tweeting along the lines of Titania McGrath. And Usually has HuffPo, BuzzFeed, yeah. and all that in the bio. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and some some of them, I'm like, how is this person? Uh, and it'll be editor of such and such or what? I'm I'm just, I don't know, I don't know. So, moving on, man. Um, so in terms of your channel now, I see you've got um a series on there called Mad Lads, where you're basically talking about crazy dudes throughout history. Some of them distant history, some of them more recently, who are just nutters, basically. Yeah. So what, uh, what inspired you to do that? 
I just see because it was a free speech content that I was constantly making. Um, I was never making free speech content that delivered good news. Okay. I was just going to here's here's why free speech is screwed this week and then next week it was just the same thing. I, I was getting absolutely blackpilled. I was getting to the point where none of this matters. Everything sucks. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. man. So I went. Okay, I'm going to veer off. I'm still absolutely free speech focused. I still, you know, speak out and support the freedom of speech. But I went. I'm going to do another type of content that I actually enjoy. You know, lifts my spirits a little bit. You know, makes this job a lot more fun. And that's when I decided to do Absolute Mad Lads, mm. and I've loved it. It's one of the best things I've produced for my channel. And how many of you? How many episodes have you done so far? <coughs> um, I don't remember. Um, I think I think I've done twenty. About twenty. 20 so okay. Far. I think I've seen yeah. about. I think I've seen about five of them. I saw yeah. the. Um, I saw the GG Allen one. That guy is a freaking nut job. I saw the <laughs> that, that guy scares me. No, I know. I really, that, that, I read about that guy a few years ago. I was like, all right, this is actually scaring me. Like, this, is, this is just disturbing. I mean, I like, I like, you know, if that's what musicians <laughs> want to do, you know, leave leave musicians to do. I mean, that's that's when you even get that. What's that? What's that type of rap that's around right now that's very violent? You know, people come after them all the time. Oh, what's drill. it called? Drill rap, right? Yeah. This, this, Gigi Allen's the type of stuff that would even make drill rappers go, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <so, laughs> trying to try to poo on stage and fling it at their audience. I mean, that's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that's, I, I didn't even... Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that guy was horrible. Man. Uh, <laughs> and then I, which other ones did I see? I saw the, the Killdozer one. I saw one um, that was about the a guy who was an executioner. In, oh yeah, for Franz Schmidt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. I saw the Chopper one. That was interesting. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to check out more of them. It's uh it's that kind of macabre curiosity. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's why I like it. Is I'm trying to avoid doing people like serial killers and all that, just because yeah, they've yeah. they've been done to death, and there's nothing there's nothing particularly exciting about them. I don't do mass shooters. No, or anything like that either, because screw them. Pretty much yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh, it's either people that have done, even though if they've done stuff that's evil, see if they've done it for extraordinarily weird and stupid reasons. Like, uh, I think it was uh, who was it? I can't remember if it was Nero or Caligula, he's in the list of mad lads. Um, even though he was an evil, twisted person, mm. he was really he did some really horrible things. He was a pretty brutal dictator, but uh, there was a storm at sea that sank some of his fleet of ships. Mm -hmm. He got so angry that he got his armies to march to the ocean and he declared war on the sea. And he got he got his soldiers to whip and stab the ocean. <laughs> and like and even can you picture all these like Roman legions looking at each other and going like what the hell are we doing, man? Just shut up, he might hear you. <laughs> like that. So yeah, people like that. See if they've done stuff that's like, you know, absolutely crazy, then yeah, they get to be in Mad Lads. But if there's people that are just evil, yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. I get I get what you mean with a line, because you don't want to yeah. be you don't want to be coming across like you're glorifying or minimizing like truly completely evil, inexcusable stuff. Yeah, the, or like the, guys who are yeah guys who are just crazy, but not totally. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know what you mean though. There's like there's certain people who I will praise like for example uh simo Haya, uh that was the white death the guy that basically fought against the russians you know who's that uh, he was a sniper he was a finnish sniper and he wore you know all white his gun was painted white he never used scopes he only used iron sights and he killed hundreds of the invading russian communist forces that were trying to like to take over finland and he was called the white death oh wow you know so basically i praise him because he's a war hero because yeah. he killed communists I also, <laughs> I also uh, praise uh, Mad Jack, Mad Jack Churchill, because he he basically charged at Germans. He fought in World War Two, and he literally charged at Germans with a sword. He brought a sword with him to fight, and all that, and he brought a bow and arrow, and he brought bagpipes and everything, and you know. But he he killed Nazis, so I'm going to glorify him as a hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that, you know, uh, General Butt Naked, the guy that literally oh, had child, child so. <laughs> child soldiers who he used to sacrifice you know not so much you know no, i'll laugh no. i'll laugh at his crazy things but i'm not going to glorify him i know here's the guy from liberia right yeah, yeah. You, I, I, the entire liberian civil conflict was like I've, you could do an entire video on that just on the names of some of the generals alone for example there was a general who was called general mosquito 
and he ended up he ended up destroying a village and a guy from the village was so angry and rose up against him and he changed his name to general mosquito spray like (laughs) you could you could do a whole video just on the names of some of these generals man like honestly So in terms of your, your YouTube channel and your, your sort of content and direction in general, what's the, um, I, mean, I guess, what, what are you trying to put out there? Are you just trying to entertain people, make people laugh, teach people new stuff? Like what's the sort of, or are you just sort of freestyling it? I mean. As, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of winging it just now. Like I'm enjoying the content that I'm in just now, but I'm going to make other stuff. Like I'm happy that I haven't had my channel pigeonholed. Mm-hmm. Like I'm at, I'm at the point where I could produce any type of content that I want and if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't but I mean I've got free reign to experiment like I could even do you know small documentaries or something if I wanted as long as I just sort of put my funny spin on it like I've left my options very very open which is what I like you know I'm not restricted to anything so you know my content you know three years from now might be completely different yeah just just need to wait and see okay and are you um do you are you performing stand-up as well, um, I, saw, I saw you've done at least uh, a couple of shows. Is I've done a few shows. I do, I do want to go further with that, yeah. Like, okay. I, I enjoy doing stand-up. It's just that the problem is, see, because a lot of my jokes are <clears throat> based in the sort of internet culture, mm-hmm. I was worried that, you know, see if I did it in front of people that use the internet. Like, for example, there's certain jokes that I've done at Sargon shows and everything that had, you know, everyone laughing. But see if I did the same jokes in front of, like, a normal, you know, comedy club mm-hmm. audience that would just go right over their head they wouldn't get the reference so I'm I do two types of comedy I've got the types of comedy that I the stand-up that I do in front of an internet audience and then I've got the stand-up that I do in front of a normie yeah, audience yeah. yeah and I feel I feel I feel so much better with the internet one because <laughs> that's because <laughs> that's that's my jam you know that's yeah. that's the area that I like working in but I, I, I do all right okay have you ever thought of I'm, I'm just actually thinking quite cre- creatively here I mean have you thought of doing something like an I don't know, almost like an internet audience-based stand-up thing. I don't know, maybe some sort of live stream or, I don't know, so many people can even buy tickets too, so it's like a, like a stand-up show, but for the online audience. I don't know, it's an idea. I don't know, it's just, it's, see when you're doing it in front of like an actual live physical crowd, mm-hmm. like, I love that. Yeah, I yeah. love that, it's, it's brilliant. I don't yeah. think you could ever get any, doing it on a live stream, like, you know, the recreate. people... Yeah, the, the people at home might really enjoy it, but see if you're performing all these jokes to like a webcam like this, it yeah, just yeah, doesn't yeah. feel it's the same. It's, it's the same. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm a professional musician, so I've, I've had people say, you know, suggest the similar idea to me. It's something I think I probably will try at some point doing like a live concert, but online and yeah. maybe hire, hire out a venue, get the right, camera equipment and streaming different angles and something i think maybe it's an idea for the future i don't know it's just something i was throwing out there and how often uh, how many live stand-up things have you done so far are you performing uh, i've done four okay just now because i sort of i don't actively go out and seek them i wait until i'm asked really because my number one focus is my youtube channel like even last night as well i was hanging out with andrew uh, andrew doyle okay yeah yeah. I, uh, and he he said uh Oh, do you do you want to come down and do another show? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do, I'll do another show and all that. So like, I don't actively go out and get it. It's, yeah, they sort of just fall into my lap <laughs> like a little bit. So, yeah. but I like I like it that way. It's fun. That's good, man. Well, I mean, it's in my in my you know in my view, huge kudos for being able to transform that spark, even if it was. A sort of negative spark in a way and turn that into something positive and a genuine long-term audience and fan base because I think what happened to you would have just ruined a lot of people yeah 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 and I, I think could, I, if, if I hadn't continued doing what I was doing and focused on YouTube yeah. and everything like that I would have remained a little nobody with no platform no voice you know no way of being able to properly publicly defend myself where people could actually hear it you know there's a lot of people that would still think you know that i was a you know tub thumping nazi yeah 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 you know there's yeah people would still have that opinion of me if i hadn't you know did what i did so yeah. thank thankfully i went down this path yeah instead definitely. Of just giving up yeah i mean that's the weirdest thing with the internet is it can be <sighs> a blessing and a curse <laughs> A blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it, it's just 
it's just weird how people can get catapulted into the mainstream in very bizarre ways. I mean, of course, with myself this year, I've multiplied my audience by, I don't know, fivefold, sixfold, tenfold this year. You're doing very well. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you. You know, because yeah. I've, I've been grinding for ages, right? I've been, I've been a, <laughs> you know, doing my music for over a decade, putting out music videos and albums and everything like that. And then I put out one stupid video of me doing a deadlift saying I identify as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> this single tweet, it's like, it did like 14 million impressions got like 1.7 million views got news coverage it was suddenly on fox news sky news bbc <laughs> i was like of all the things i've done how is this what has brought all these eyeballs and people to what i'm doing it's very strange outrage culture gets you noticed it does. Like, that's that's the problem like yeah. the thing is like i get people calling at me all the time going oh you you do this offensive thing and you do that offensive thing and i'm like that yeah and the more you complain about it the bigger my audience grows yeah. like that's that's what happens you know the, the news will feel like put it up and go look at this horrible man he, made, <laughs> he said a horrible mean thing but like the average person at home is going he's quite funny that's quite yeah <laughs> 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 I'm going to subscribe to his channel. I'm going to yeah, listen yeah, to his yeah, music. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's the thing because it's like if you've got, if you have something else to offer, then you know that might draw yeah. people's attention first. But then it's like, oh, okay, all right, now this guy's actually, he he's interesting. I'll tell you who I think, like no other person has done that is uh Jordan Peterson. Oh if yeah. Want to go back to the thing that initially catalyzed. You know, the whole um, Bill C-16 thing in Canada where he just put up a webcam video on YouTube where he was complaining about it. And then people got outraged and started trying to mob him and tried to cancel him before canceling was really a verb in that sense. And it just completely backfired. And then so many people were, oh, oh, he's like, his lectures are fantastic. Oh, he's really interesting. The guy's a millionaire now. He's a millionaire now. (laughs) Um, Multi, very multi, multi multi-millionaire. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just amazing that that was the spark. If you, go, if you think back to it, I mean, prior to that, he was just a university lecturer. He wasn't even an extremely well-known academic, um, you know, may, I guess maybe well known in Toronto, but certainly not. And now he's just, you know, doing, doing these rock star tours, <laughs> going around the country, selling millions of books. Selling out, sells out everywhere he goes. I know. Yeah. It's, it's just amazing when you think that, man, like, the SJWs kind of created this guy. <laughs> but this, this is the thing that I have actually noticed, and that's true. Like, yeah. see the people that are big on the scene right now wouldn't yeah. be big if it wasn't for them being yeah. outraged. But one thing that I've noticed is, see on our side, you know, for example, if you make an offensive joke, well, again, right? <laughs> Everyone from here, you know, people like, Rogan will still talk to you, you know, I'll still talk to you, other people will still talk to you, everyone will interact with you, and yeah. like, you'll be fine. Yeah, see yeah. if someone on the far left does it none of their friends want yeah, to talk to them anymore rapper. like yeah just ha- just happened to sarah silverman did you hear oh, what okay. happened to her i have i saw she's lost some job but i have no idea of what the details are she was meant to be in a movie and she ended up getting dropped and uh, a lot of people aren't defending her and it was because of a skit that she did back in 2007 where she wore blackface 2007 Yes, 2007, so 12, 12 years ago, 12, 13 years man, ago. Man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if, we're going to, if we're going to punish people for stupid stuff that we did when we were younger, then everyone's cancelled. Yeah, man. Yeah. They're, they're all going to have to cancel each other eventually. I mean, I don't know how you... I'm so glad I've never been a part of or chased after that crowd. Yeah. I just feel like you'd just be walking on eggshells constantly just constantly and it's just it would just get tiring i mean just constantly trying to not offend this point, person point of personal privilege point of personal privilege <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like dude seriously like if you're gonna cancel me because i said he when i was supposed to say they or i'm just like dude stop just it's it's so authoritarian that's that's why it's so funny because a lot of these people call themselves liberals and it's so illiberal i'm like this is like, again, I said, I, I grew up in Saudi Arabia where you've got certain blasphemy laws and stuff like that. And, you know, and so it's like in that regard, I'm kind of used to it. But I'm like, you're sort of claiming to be the opposite, but you're just doing the same thing with different words and different boundaries and different groups. But it's, it's just the same. Yeah, it's, they are authoritarians. Like, yeah. You are getting people that are like the old school 
left. Like, see how, like, the hippies from the 60s, peace and love, man. Just let yeah. people do what they want. You know, if you don't like it, don't associate with them. That's so fine. That's, that's so I right like way. that. That's so right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> literally, literally Hitler. Literally Hitler. That's, yeah. that's free speech? How damn. Yeah, imagine, imagine letting people just, you know, say what they want, you know. It's 2019. We can't have that. Oh, man. That's crazy, dude. So have you got anything else... Um. Anything else coming up that's interesting or exciting or that you want to plug? Um, I've got, I'm actually going to America in two days. Okay. Like, uh, which um, I'm speaking at the uh, Men's Rights Conference. Um, I'm just going to meet up with people, do a few events. I'm doing Minds IRL in New Jersey okay. as well. Yeah, yeah. Which I, think is I, was, a, I think I saw something about that. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be good, you know, because it's an actual debate. You know, you're not just sitting there with people you agree with they actually put counter voices on which i'm a little bit worried about because i'm i'm pretty bad with no filter you know see how as you're typing a tweet you can turn around and go no i'm just i'm just going to backspace that or if you're doing a video you can just edit the clip out see if you're on stage with no filter and no way saving yourself i've done it where i've made jokes and as soon as i've made the joke i've went (laughs) oh there's no taking that back now so i'm a little bit worried (laughs) but i should be okay well, you know, if you, uh, I don't know, maybe by doing that, you'll kind of be proving some of your own points. Yeah, well, this is America. You know, I'm not going to get arrested for oh, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be safer over there. That's the funny thing. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, actually, actually, have that's, nuts, isn't it? that's actually nuts. <laughs> that's actually uh, nuts. Yeah. You can crack a joke in one place and it's legal. And in the next place, it's illegal. And that, that was Constantine that made an amazing point in his show. He turned around and said, do you know that in Russia, 300 people last year were arrested for things that they said on social media? And the audience was like, oh, boo, 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 boo. And he's like, yeah, I know. That's crazy, isn't it? In the UK last year, it was 3,000. <laughs> and people were shocked. And it's sort of like, yeah, things, things really are that bad. Like, see, when, see, whenever you hear it in places like Russia and Saudi Arabia, you would go, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That but in Britain, like I don't know, like I've I've been waving this big red flag for like three years now, and it's sort of like, is anyone paying attention yet? Like we are turning into a regime, we are turning into a regime. This is the type. Of, that's why whenever I see the media going, oh, can you can you believe that Erdogan arrested journalists? And I'm like, ah, look at you, look at you, you're still, like you literally support people getting arrested for tweets and things that they say. And all that, man, this is, this is the thing I don't know. So Erdogan, Erdogan, you know, he's arresting journalists. Oh, wow, wow, wow. And then and the, literally the next day, the newspapers were like, oh, Assange, screw him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bl- blind spots and hypocrisy are uh, very rife amongst human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. And uh, what's your YouTube channel so that people can find you and subscribe? Uh, Count Dankula. You can uh, watch and subscribe for as long as YouTube allows it to be there. Awesome. Oh, actually, I do have one more question I did want to ask. It's just come back to me. Throughout that whole thing, did, um, was it ever deemed that that video violated any of the guidelines of any of the social networks or websites that it was on? Did YouTube, for example, have a problem with it or no? No, YouTube actually uh, defended it. Wow. YouTube actually said that it's clearly intended as a joke. So mm. I don't know. Obviously, YouTube have changed a lot in the last few years. So I don't know if I was just lucky that the person reviewing the case looked at it and was a reasonable and sensible person and went, that's, that's clearly a joke. No, yeah, we're not yeah. taking it down. But uh, it's obviously been demonetized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not hard to have that happen to yeah, you on that, YouTube. That, 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 one, that one I get. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, because I was just wondering. I was like, did it actually violate any of their policies? Or and That's quite amazing because you'd, the... you'd think that if something doesn't violate the policies then almost by default then surely it doesn't violate the law you yeah you would think that yeah you think youtube would be youtube would be stricter than the law is in that regard yeah it was weird it's weird that youtube and we all know what youtube's like isn't as strict as the british police (laughs) well there you go everybody you've got you've got a warning so uh yeah make sure you uh be wary out there be careful what you say and uh or we're watching, we're listening. Yeah, big, big, brother, <laughs> big brother is watching. I'm looking out my window right now, kind of. <laughs> awesome, man. Marcus, so good to uh, have you on the podcast, bro. It's been great talking to you and getting to know you a little more, man. Thanks very much, man. It was a good chat. Thanks for having me on.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.